Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Well, as we are getting very close to the day when we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, I thought it might be advisable if we would break into our series in 2 Corinthians and concentrate upon the incarnation of Christ for a few days, and then, Lord willing, we'll get back to our series in 2 Corinthians after we have considered some things about the incarnation. Now, in saying this, I am well aware, and I only say this for a minority of people, but there are some people for whom this is important— I am well aware that the Bible does not give us the date of the birthday of Christ. It very well may not have been December 25. Some people are adamant that it could not have been December 25, but I'm not completely convinced of that myself, but I recognize that it very well may not have been. And what is certainly true, and beyond any debate whatsoever, is that the Bible doesn't tell us, nor does it tell us, to celebrate a day as a birth date for Jesus Christ. I'm aware of that. And I'm I'm aware that because of that, there are some people who do not celebrate Christmas. They consider it to be in error to do that because it is not commanded nor even is the date given to us in the Bible. And many times people think that it is actually propagating false versions of Christianity rather than staying true to biblical Christianity. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that perspective, and I'm, I'm respectful of it. I have actually had a number of people in my own family, not immediate family, but extended family growing up, who were of that persuasion. And so I have been familiar with it for a long time, and I have known people of that persuasion who were godly, committed Christians. No question about it. However, I am not of that persuasion, and I am confident that the majority of those who are listening to this broadcast are not either. I think most of us see nothing harmful and many things that are beneficial about having a day to celebrate the birth of Christ. And so we'll come back to that after I welcome you to this Tuesday, December 20 edition of the Beacon Broadcast. Thank you for joining us today, and thanks for helping us. We can't do it without the help of our radio listeners. We do need your financial support. Will you prayerfully consider a year-end gift 
to the Beacon Broadcast before we close out the year 2022. Thank you so very much. Well, what are some of the benefits and reasons for celebrating the birth of Christ? Well, in the first place, the Bible is certainly filled with scriptures about the incarnation of Christ, the importance of it, the the vast um, significance of his birth. It is a major doctrine of the Christian faith. We are saved because Christ was born. We are saved because God was incarnate. God took upon him human flesh, and that, of course, took place in the birth of Jesus Christ. And so it is one of the most significant events that this world has ever known. It needs to be highlighted. It doesn't necessarily have to be highlighted on December 25 or thereabouts. It ought to be highlighted throughout the whole year. But I don't see any reason to refuse to talk about the incarnation of Jesus Christ during what is known as the Christmas season, just because some people don't think we ought to celebrate Christmas. Okay, we're not celebrating Christmas. We're celebrating the incarnation of Christ. How about that? And one of the things that I think is beneficial about it is the fact that it is a time when even people in the world, some who are actually hostile, but many who are indifferent to things Christian, will allow, will tolerate, will even promote in some cases the Christmas message when they wouldn't promote anything else Christian any other time of the year. But because of the the uh, huge holiday that is recognized at this time, it's not unusual to go into stores and hear Christmas carols, though it's not as common as it used to be. I must admit that there are fewer stores that are playing good, godly Christmas carols, but you can still find it. Go into stores, go into public places, and hear joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king, and so forth. And that is getting out the message. I recognize a lot of people aren't paying attention to it. A lot of people just hear it as as background music. They just uh, ignore it. They go about. They're rushing about. But 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 it is the word of God, the truth of God's word that is being sung, and God, no doubt, uses that in the lives of some people. Maybe not a whole lot, but some some people are searching. Some people are wondering. Some people are looking by the work of the Holy Spirit in their hearts for answers. And here is a public proclamation of the incarnation of Christ that is certainly all throughout our country and is found in many other countries of the world. I'm, I'm confident there are many countries where it will not be found, but there are Many countries where it will be found, it will be allowed, it will be tolerated, it will be be even um, approved and, and permitted in places where nothing else Christian will be found throughout the year. So I do think there's some benefit from it. So having said that, we'll now focus for today and for the next few days upon Matthew's account of the birth of Christ and particularly looking for this thing 
namely five prophecies relating to Christ's birth that are found in Matthew's account. Five incarnation prophecies to show us how that the coming of Christ fulfills divine purposes. And the first one is found in Matthew chapter 1, and then the next four are found in Matthew chapter 2. What is the one in Matthew chapter 1? Well, the prophecy itself is found in verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Now, what is that? Well, that is in the account of the angel coming to Joseph to tell him that Mary is going to have a child, and that the child is not the product of Mary's unfaithfulness to Joseph in their betrothal period, but rather is, in fact, the Son of God. The child that Mary is carrying has already conceived and is carrying is, in fact, conceived of the Holy Spirit of God, something that has never happened before. But this is something that is happening now because God can do all things and he can do that. And he did do that. And here's how the account goes. Matthew 1.18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things... Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. This is a fulfilled prophecy. And here it is, the prophecy, verse 23. Behold, this is quoting from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, Isaiah seven fourteen. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her, that is, in sexual relationships, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. The first incarnation prophecy found in Matthew's account is this one, in chapter 1, and it talks to us about this mystery, the mystery of the Incarnation. Joseph was, as we know, betrothed to Mary. We would say today engaged to Mary. It's similar, but not exactly the same. Betrothal was actually a stronger relationship than our engagement. Betrothal was considered married, except they hadn't come together to live together. They hadn't consummated the marriage. They, There was a, a waiting period from the from the inauguration of the betrothal until the wedding took place. And purposes for that were to give the bride and the groom 
time to get properly prepared to enter into marriage, to get a home set up, to get the things necessary that they would need to begin life together and to establish a new household. And it was a testing period to make sure that they were committed to one another and that they were loyal, they were what should say true, they were faithful, there's the word I'm looking for, faithful to one another during this period. And Joseph was astounded to think that Mary had been unfaithful to him during this period. That's one of the reasons for the betrothal period. If something like that had happened, then the evidence of that would likely be come available, would be manifested during this betrothal period, and that's what Joseph thinks is going on with Mary. She is expecting a child, and he knows it's not his. So what else would he think? What else could he think? He was a heartbroken man. He clearly loved Mary, and to think that she had been untrue to him in this way was a very difficult matter, a very difficult pill for him to swallow, but he was wrong. What what happened instead was that a one-time event, never before to have happened, never again to be repeated, a one-time event was taking place in Mary, who was favored to be chosen for the privilege of being the mother of the Messiah, the Christ promised by the Old Testament prophets for centuries, and she was going to be the one to bring this child into the world, and this child was conceived in her by none other than the Holy Spirit of God. And this was explained to Joseph, and he was reminded of the prophecy in Isaiah 7.14 that said, A virgin shall be with child. That's what's going on. It is a fulfilled prophecy. We'll talk more about it, Lord willing, on the broadcast tomorrow. I invite you to join me then. Until then, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.